0: Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner Nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round trip Super Skyway tour.
1: Here we, go. Here we go through the universe of energy. Please
2: stow all carry on items in the under seat compartment. For your safety, remain seated with your seatbelt fastened during your flight and watch your children.
1: For your own safety and the safety of other drivers, please do not bump the car ahead of you or stop your car in the middle of the track. <laughs> and now, the Magic Kingdom proudly presents in a million points of musical light the magical worlds of W W
2: Radio. Radio.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 324 for the week of May 19th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live video broadcasts, in-person events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more—you can find everything over at wdwradio.com. And while you're there, please take a moment to visit the site and answer our brief WDW Radio listener survey to help me improve the show, the site, the events, and your overall experience. All your answers are anonymous, and the survey can be found at wdwradio.com/survey. So, some of Walt Disney World's finest details, beauty, and story can be found not necessarily in the attractions themselves, but even before you step inside. Clearly visible, but often overlooked for just how wonderful they really are, this week we want to share with you our top 10 attraction signs in Walt Disney World. From the stories they tell to the amazing artwork, typography, and design, we share why we love each in their own right and ask you to share your favorites as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, pose a new challenge for your chance to win a disney prize package then stay tuned for some announcements including information about our wdw radio on the road meet in toronto canada in june and then i'll play some more of your voicemails at the end of the show so sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode of the wdw radio show first time visitor or seasoned veteran of the parks, I think it's so important to always slow down dare I say even stop and appreciate the details, big and small and sometimes you don't really have to even look very hard because some of the best details are right in front of you in plain sight. And I think many of those details and some of the the, the beautiful marquees and things that we see throughout the parks are, are literally unsigned works of art created by unnamed incredibly talented imagineers and designers and they tell a story, they create atmosphere, maybe even heighten your senses and from the imagery to even subtle things like deliberate font choices, they're all very carefully crafted and created and some are beautiful some mysterious, some are spectacular and I think they help draw you into that attraction, much like the castle draws you into the magic kingdom. And so this week, we're gonna take a look at our top ten and then some attraction signs in Walt Disney World. And when I say top ten, all signs point to, you see what I did there, Tim oh. Foster from Celebrations magazine and guide to the magic.com. That hurt. That was the worst segue ever. That no. was <laughs> <laughs> So,
2: this is a bad sign of things to come.
1: This is, and as always, Tim, you and I, we, we don't talk about things ahead of time. I normally toss out a, a few ideas for top tens for you, and this is the one that you sort of grabbed onto, uh, maybe because you thought it was going to be a softball, and you, and you ended up finding out that it wasn't. Okay, but when I said it did, it, did it? Did something click for you and go, "Oh, attraction signs"? Yeah, because one comes right to mind, and, and there's one that I love, or what was it about this? this sort of top 10 topic that you gravitated towards.
2: Well, you know what? it was. I've I kind of been thinking about this as a subject to talk or write about for a while, being uh, a graphic designer by birth and trade and genetics and all that. <laughs> by so, birth? <laughs> uh, sure, why not? So I always thought we need to look at, you know, the signs and the fonts and all that. And I had thought of going, like, the font geek route, but I thought that would be a little too to uh how how do i say to 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 esoteric that's not the right word nerdy nerdy that's the right <laughs> word uh, so i broaden it out a little bit and of course like any time anytime you throw out an idea that i think is a softball and i go down to instantly jot down 20 ideas so i can rip them off i get stumped at the first one and go boy this is a lot harder than i thought it was so
1: good that that's good <laughs> and it's interesting because I have a feeling, in typical Tim Foster fashion, there will be one, if not more than many, go-with-me-hears. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this was one for me that, when I came up with the idea, one instantly came to mind, right? it, it Probably because of the attraction itself, but it really sort of embodied all those things that I'm sort of elaborate on that I think make a really good attraction sign, right? I talked about the, the imagery to the fonts, to, to the color palettes, whatever it may be. And then I, I sort of, I stumbled, right? I was sort of <laughs> thinking, you know, I was virtually touring the parks in my mind. And then once I started going, I had like 17 cause it was all different things about it. And I love the fact that you're a font geek, by the way, cause I'm a total font nerd as well too. Um, uh, my
2: daughter's worse, and we're just glad. Well, there may be, yeah, but I'm not aware of it. If, if the font Papyrus is anywhere in Walt <laughs> no um, my daughter and I will have a screaming fit and tear it down. And yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, you know me and how talented I am in the Adobe Photoshop suite of products. <laughs> <Yeah>. so.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's, the, that's, the, that's your logo font on your new website design. <laughs> it's Papyrus. I'm, I'm changing everything I'm from...
1: Right. From Florida to papyrus. So, all
2: right. Um, I'm, 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 I'm so. The fact that I'm going first so I can steal whatever one you were uh, gushing to talk there's about. There's
1: only one that I think I would be disappointed if you stole, and I won't be disappointed. I, I will give you a virtual hug and we will embrace it together.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to go then?
1: We're ready to go. You, uh, ladies first.
2: Uh, that's very, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Now, I warned you before we started this conversation. I was going to cheat right out of the gate. <laughs> and I am cheating. I'm doing a twofer. Oh, and I'm kidding. I'm shameless. I'm just saying it out front. I'm throwing two into this one. Um, my first one slash two are the tandem. Hmm. Haunted Mansion slash Tower of Terror.
1: Oh, you, wait a minute. No, you did, I, did I do it? Did I she, take it? You can't lump... Two disassociated <laughs> attractions together. Well, was one of them the one you're talking about? When uh, I, Tower is on my list, Tower was number two on my list. So right, well, I
2: won't talk about that too much. I'll leave that for you. Well, but you know I'll what? Start it,
1: with the mansion, know? and then we'll talk about the Tower Terror well, together.
2: We'll take back on it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. But I'll mention why why I tie them in together. All right. Well, first of all, the haunted mansion is. This was, uh, the, the hard part about this list was, as I was going through and looking at all the attraction signs, they're all fantastic. It, uh, you know, it's really hard to pick any that really stand out, or more to the point, hard to knock any out of contention, because they're all fantastic. But the Haunted Mansion, uh, it, it, everything about the Haunted Mansion is classic. The attraction itself, the effects, the, the music, the voices... Everything just screams classic Disney, including the attraction sign that's out front. Um, it, it's it's so iconic in itself. I dare say you could take the H or the M uh, in isolation and show it to any Disney fan. They'll instantly know where it came from. Um, that's how distinctive it is. And that's, uh, from a type geek point of view, that's one of the very cool things that I love about Disney the Imagineers and the designers is that they don't, uh, you know they don't settle for uh like some of us do the uh font out of the can and just slap <laughs> it on there these are uh you you can tell these are uh, intricately designed hand designed from scratch uh to stand on its own and evoke as much of the appeal attractions as they can and uh, there's so much to this sign just the, the words of the haunted mansion itself, obviously but the uh the gargoyle at the top, the, the skull at the bottom, the, the serpents wrapping around. I mentioned the Tower of Terror, and I'll, I'll kind of leave the sign alone, even though I think it's my favorite nighttime sign. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you fill in those blanks. But uh, one of the other signs, and this is where I was kind of stretching the definition of a sign here. Uh, in both cases, the, the waiting time sign is actually what I first thought of when I thought of the Haunted Mansion and by extension, the Tower of Terror. And I only, think, I only thought of it because it's, most people probably know this, but I still think this is the coolest thing ever when I see it. When the attraction time is, or the wait time is, is low, like five, ten minutes or so, most times, not all the time, but most times, you'll notice that the wait time says 13 minutes on either attraction. So should,
1: I, I was very so much, I'm very much with you on the Haunted Mansion. As, as you were talking, I was looking up, to the wall uh, right next to my desk and looking at my full-size replica of the Haunted Mansion plaque. Oh, uh, man. So it, it is one of the first things that came to mind, but I almost felt it was... Um, it was almost sort of a cop-out, right? I, I didn't want to sort of go with something so you simple. Okay, copped out. Of course you copped out. You copped All out well. and you cheated on the very first one. But, right. but, but you're right about it being... <laughs> so iconic in sort of in, especially in the Disney culture, right? You see, you can see the silhouette of it. You see one of the letters, you're right. You very much recognize what it is. And I sort of get your very loosely tied connection to the tower of terror, which was number two on my list. Cause I love it for a lot of different reasons, reasons, right? I, I like the fact that it's meant to look as though it's a vintage sign, right? From the 1930s. It's, it's weathered, it's aged, it's patinaed like you, but Like you, I love how it comes to life, right? It changes through the use of technology that you're probably familiar with, maybe seeing in the pavement or over in Epcot Center in Future World. And like the attraction, the sign itself has a beautiful mix of theming and technology. And it's a different experience at night when you see it sort of light up the way that it does. Um, So Tower Terror, like you, is one of maybe not my all-time favorite. Nighttime sign as well too.
2: Well, it's fine. that's the only part of the Tower of Terror you know I'm really familiar with yeah. anyway. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And um, the ch- you love the chicken exit sign. That's your favorite. Yeah,
2: that. But I felt that was a cop Top ten it, chicken
1: it, exit signs it, it, that it, it, at Tim it, it, Foster. Yeah. Uh, so I'm tempted to give you my number one first because I don't oh, want yeah. you to steal it because you're a thief.
2: I know I'm, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> probably gonna go wow. Go.
1: Ahead. Um, so you know what I'm I'm. I'm giving you – I'm going completely out of order and going my number one mm-hmm. first. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one for me that is the embodiment of a beautiful attraction sign, right? Until you mention another one go, oh, yeah, I like that one better. Um, <laughs> for me, the first thing that came to my mind yeah. was Peter Pan's flight.
2: Not even on my list. Congratulations. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Um, I, knew, I
2: knew you were going to say Of course. That.
1: And, and maybe, look, it's clearly, it's one of, if not my favorite, a- attraction at all of Walt Disney World. Uh, y- you know, it's, I, I sort of thought about it initially as sort of like the, the marquee at, at a movie theater, right? But what right. it does is, is it tells the story instantaneously of Peter Pan in that iconic imagery, right? Everybody knows simply by the visuals Exactly what that story is about, and the adventure—the adventure you are going to undertake, right? You can fly, according to the song. You will fly in this attraction because you see the characters out there flying around Big Ben. Hey, kids! Big Ben, Parliament. I love the old English font, right? And what I really like about this sign, Tim, is the depth and the dimension, right? Everything is is in 3D, right? They're not sort of flat, um, two-dimensional characters. And depending on the time of day that you go, how the sun actually hits that sign creates beautiful shadows. And if you're a photographer way much more talented than I am, you could, I think you could really appreciate how different that sign looks throughout the day because it is in uh, three dimensions like that. And, you know, when you look at it, Tim, it's one of those things like you can almost hear the music from the film scene, from that, that, that you can fly music, not just because it's, because it's, Coming out from the queue as well too, but you can almost sort of hear it as soon as you look at that sign. And I think that very much is a great sense of imagery and storytelling.
2: I how can I not agree with you? It's fantastic. fantastic. I'm not surprised at all you went there, and I'm I'm happy I didn't steal it from you. Thank you, thank you. And And, everything else after this is gravy, so I'm good. And uh, you know what else is cool in the Peter Plans Flight? Pleeter Plans Flight. Pleeter Plan. Attraction to assuming it's still there who knows what they're doing to fantasy the um the uh fast pass sign yes goes along with it with uh the crocodile there that's very cool as well.
1: do so. you know here's your trivia question of the week do you know what was there do you know the fast pass location of Peter Pan's flight do you know what was there way 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 back before it was fast pass
2: a bathroom no a funnel cake stand no the chicken exit <laughs>
1: For Peter Pan's flight? <laughs>
2: it goes our way up there.
1: It was Welch's Troubadour Tavern.
2: Get out
1: of here. You get out of here. Move yeah. on to your next That's six. That's fantastic. I like
2: that. Um, number two, I kind of was suspecting you were going here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as attraction signs themselves that that I think are really speak to the attraction itself, I don't think it gets much better. Then Pirates of the Caribbean,
1: I'm classic. For, uh, I, no, listen, it, it's uh-oh, it's uh-oh. an easy one, right? It's easy. It, it's classic. It's iconic. It's very. Again, talk about storytelling. I'm, hey, I'm
2: with you. Tell you copped out when you took Peter Pan. So. <laughs> um, well, but there's more. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean sign. Of course, what I'm talking about is the one out front of the attraction. With the ship's mast and the crow's nest and the skeleton and the the relatively new black sail, a la the black pearl and so forth. Um, really notable is a, a fantastic photo op uh, in Adventureland, well, in the Magic Kingdom as a whole. Uh, whether it's daytime or nighttime. Um, again, it's uh, like Peter Pan's uh, flight. Sign. It's uh, it, it's not just a, a board painted with Pirates of the Caribbean entrance this way. It's a fully three-dimensional attraction in its own right. But again, the Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean sign itself, probably the most uh, uh, detailed, biggest, fantastic attraction sign in uh, pretty much all the Magic Kingdom, I would think. Certainly the tallest, I suspect.
1: Right, and that's, that's where I was going to go with this because like something else I'm going to talk about later, it sort of acts as <clears throat> that visual weenie, right? Like I talked about before. So as the, the, the same way the castle is that is that carrot that draws you into the Magic Kingdom, you see that Pirates of the Caribbean sign as you start to sort of get past the uh, Swiss Family Treehouse. It very much draws you to that attraction. You know instantaneously what that is without having to even read the sale. It is, it, it's tall, it's broad, it's very, very eye-catching uh, from where it is. And I think what this does, Tim, is what, some of the other signs do is it almost begins the queue outside the attraction, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not just a sign, it's visual, it's props. Now with this new you know, Adventureland game that that very much ties in Pirates of the Caribbean, I think even more so, the the Pirates of the Caribbean experience is beginning outside the attraction, first by what you see there, now with this game, and then certainly as you start to walk into the very detailed queue, that is actually going to seg me Seg me really? It's that's a that's a contraction that's between. A, that's it's it's the right. A Seg me means segue me into the next one on my list because it is one that I think when you see it from the outside, very much gives you a hint of what you are going to see inside the queue. And I'm heading over to or, or back to Disney's Hollywood Studios and Pixar Place, Toy Story Midway nice. Mania, right? And I went here because as i was sort of virtually touring the parks in my mind this one sort of very much stuck struck me because it's the sign is very big it's very broad it's very bright and colorful and instantaneously it evokes images of childhood nostalgia right this is very much in my wheelhouse, age range-wise, right? But, but look, everybody instantly remembers or at least knows of the building blocks and the tinker toys and the crayons and the barrel of monkeys and the, the little Parcheesi, uh, you know, icon, the, the, the kite string, the dice, the playing cards, the Lincoln logs, whatever it may be. And that really gives you a hint of what you're going to see inside the queue, right? It's, it's sort of uh, almost like a movie trailer, because when you get into that queue, you know the queue is full of those same types of props and imagery, right? Even the, the the fast pass sign, I like. Like it looks as though. Remember, you're you're walking into Andy's room, right? You're walking into Andy's sort of toy chest, and it looks like Andy wrote that sign and he taped it up there, and it's in his crummy handwriting. So it's really, really well themed and well done on the outside. Uh, certainly very visually appealing and it sort of sets the stage for, as you walk through that portal, you are shrunk down into that, that size of a toy that I think sometimes people might overlook. So Toy Story Midway Mania, uh, another one of my very favorite attraction signs. I feel so tiny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I agree. Hey, speaking of places to go have fun, um I'm going to I'm going to pick for my next one. I'm going to go back to the Magic Kingdom. I can't get away from Adventureland and Frontierland here. Um and I'm taking a different a little different approach with this one. Um I'm taking the raft over to Tom Sawyer Island. And I'm talking about this sign. There's actually many signs throughout Tom Sawyer Island and it's not so much that they're Big and colorful and lit up and three dimensional and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, which they're not, but they're just that they're just so well integrated into that area and and everything you see as you walk around Tom Sawyer Island just reinforces the idea of uh, the land and time that you've been transported to, um, and it's uh, they're all. Hand, well, of course they're handmade, but uh, hand-painted signs filled with misspellings and, and uh, improper grammar. But um, again, it all reinforces the idea that your, your kids walking around carefree wanna, in the open wilderness taking your chances going on adventures and all that sort of thing. Uh, one of my favorite signs there is the for the barrel bridge because I really sympathize with this. Um, at the entrance of the barrel Bridge, it tells you Tom and Huck's way is this way, over the bridge, and it says the other way is, you know, in the other direction on the safe path, which should wake Tim's way, because that's the way I always go. But um, the other sign that I wanted to point out on Tom Sore Island too is Harp, the sign at Harper's Mill, which not only just reinforces the feel of what's there, uh, with uh, the the interesting grammar, where it says this here deserted grist mill was w z w u z named after my friend Joe Harper's old man. If you choose to go inside, please don't scare the birds. And I think that's um, if uh, people are familiar with uh, where the origination of the name Harper's Mill. Uh, of course, it's a reference to the very, very old uh, Disney animated short, The Old Mill, which was the first film to use the multiplane camera and had a reference to, or had a scene that had a bird that was in her nest that was on a gear socket and this whole drama. Um, so actually, what did it, is, it's, it's not just the sign that's sitting there just for giggles, it's actually a, a tribute to an um, uh, old, very important piece of Disney history. Which, if you get it, it's great, and you see how it ties in. But even if you don't get it, it's just a cool sign that's a lot of fun and just goes with the idea of having a carefree adventure in a place where nobody can find you. I uh, just
1: still won't go into case. I love the fact that you put this. I, I don't care that you stole one that was very high on my list because I love this one. <laughs> you didn't scream though. I, I didn't scream like like a girl, but I, I because I want to hear what you said because when I thought of the Tom Sawyer sign, the first thing I thought of was the map, right? Mm -hmm. The sign is, by name, an explorer map, right? So you know you're going on an adventure, right? You set the course, you set the destination. Uh, Again, it's weathered, it's aged, it's ripped and cracked and and crinkled, and it looks like it has been sitting out there for, you know, a hundred years. The coloring, it's beautifully detailed. I, I love the font, right, that clearly sort of, that, that calligraphy style, hand-drawn font. Um, I think it's a beautiful sign uh, that, that certainly obviously gives you very much a, a, an indication of what sort of adventure is ahead, you know, and sort of, I like the, you look at the sign here and then you just go and explore on your own without worrying about having to look down at, at that map ever again except you for avoiding the cave. So um, Scared. I'm going over to Epcot Center. And <laughs> in terms of thinking about grand signage and signage that I think is even more beautiful at night. Um, <laughs> see if we see if we're going to the same place.
2: I'm wondering where you're going.
1: I have a couple in Epcot Center, but I'm going to Mission Space.
2: Oh, that's
1: yeah. all right. Join me. Join me along Mission Space.
2: Well, not on the scary part.
1: Right. You you are definitely a a green green team kind of guy. Uh, You know, again, this is one of those things that you see from a very far distance, right? You can see it all the way through the the breezeway by, by interventions. You can see that red planet, right? That red planet that, you know, again, little bit of useless trivia, that before they decided on the color of that Imagineers went through about 100 different shades of red that they mocked up before they chose that one that they felt was most indicative, going to be most visually appealing. But as you get closer and you get past and you see that red planet, you see the globe, right? You see that, that spaceship that's being launched and orbiting Earth past that spinning uh, globe. Uh, at, at night, I think it's beautifully lit you know, again, you talk about lighting being an art form, not just the globe and the lighting of the spheres himself, but just the attraction itself. Uh, it is very, very beautiful uh, at, at night. And again, sort of speaking to the photographers that I'm sure love going out that I'm sure they agree. Um, the the use of color and the use of lighting makes, I think, Mission Space probably my favorite one at night.
2: I agree. I think from a photo op, uh, opportunity too. I would dare say it's probably the most dramatic sign that's uh, that's in Walt Disney World. No matter where you are, um, I'm staring at a picture I took, and boy, that's an award-winning photo. <laughs> but, but it's all it's all in the design, and and
1: you can't give yourself an award. It doesn't count.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> But it just speaks to, it's not just the science, that whole entrance promenade with all the sweeping curves and and, and shapes. And it's no matter where you stand, if whether you're looking at it or taking a picture. It's, um, yeah, I think it's one of those dramatic attractions that is, in all of Walt Disney World, which I try to enjoy as I'm not closing my eyes screaming as you drag me into the orange team side.
1: Right. And, and right. you, look, you see that globe, you know, you see, you see the Earth outside, you see that spaceship, you know exactly what is going on. You get this immediate sense of space flight and space travel. You know what that attraction is about as you begin to approach it.
2: And you see that ship flying around, you go, well, that's going pretty fast, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that is. And so were you. And
1: when they say go for launch, that was, that was the worst Gary Sneeze impression ever. Who? I just that, that was a really so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I didn't even though it was Gary sneeze, all right, move on before. But, <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. We're, we're on neck. We're next to last territory here, right?
1: You haven't seen my list. Go ahead.
2: Well, officially, officially last territory. here. All right. I'm going I'm throwing this. This is my go with me one. Oh, uh, Here we go. I guess it's not go with me. This one's, this one's short and
1: stupid and silly. And listen, Say with conviction, man. Stick to your guns.
2: No, well, no, I like it, but I'm sure it was, if you had to list them, it was probably number 257 on your list of cool signs. But um, for the one I, that what, this is the first one I actually came to mind was, uh, after the Haunted Mansion, was in the Imagination Pavilion. And I'm not talking about the sign out front, although I think that's very cool and clever and neat looking and Ties in really well with all the signs that you see throughout the queue, but I'm talking about the sign for Image Works as you exit hmm. the attraction itself. Um, this is one of those. This is one of those things that people pass by without giving it a second thought all the time, and I, I see it happen. And I ride this ride so much because I love Figment and it's the first ride I come to when I enter the park and I'm lazy. And so, it's the uh, only you...
1: attraction at, at Epcot that you're not scared of.
2: Oh, except for the train <laughs> thing. That scares <laughs> me. But that screaming you heard when the train, that wasn't the sound effects. That was me. But uh, the thing, the Works sign is, um, it's just a clever piece of design in its own right. Uh, but I, I love the fact that they're there is a hidden, if you're not aware, there is a hidden Mickey on uh, by the M in Imageworks. And every time I'm with people, no matter who it is, I, when I walk by, it's right in a perfect spot. You can take your hand and go, one, two, three, and pop out the hidden Mickey. Everyone goes, wow. And it's, um, it's really cool, not just because they found a hidden Mickey, but that I'm able to point... This sign out that most people don't pay a second thought to as they walk out of uh, the imagination pavilion, especially those who don't even spend much time in Image Works at all and just make a beeline to go out to hit Captain E.O. or go to the next strike. So, uh, again, yeah, it's, it's one of my little things I like to point out to people, but I, I do recommend if you come out of the imagination Pavilion, or the attraction itself, do take some time and look around. In the image works. Um, Don't just send your silly postcard to your friend and leave. There's actually a lot of cool stuff in there to um, explore and look at and discover. Um, Starting with the sign that you see right as you get off. That's my silly, stupid little one. That's a,
1: uh, it's not, you know, I don't like to use the word stupid that often. <laughs> I don't need to stupid that often. This may be appropriate time. No, I, I think it's, it's a be- I think it's a great sign, right? I, I think aesthetically, it's a beautiful sign, right? There's a lot to it. There's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of depth to it. Uh, a lot of it's thought. And sign it's- it's- it's,
2: it makes me giggle. It makes me happy.
1: Right. It, it's probably it. It wasn't something I thought of because it's really sort of at the end of an attraction leading up to a post show. But that's yeah. fine. You get that one. No I stretched worries. it. You stretch it, but that's what you do. That's why we that's love what you. I do. Um, For the the last two of these are in no particular order because I love each of them uh, like a child, right? You love each of them individually, maybe one more than the other, but you never really want to admit it. So these are (laughs) – I'm kidding, of course. Um, I'll stay in Epcot. I'll stay in Epcot for now. And I'm going to go to the opposite side of the park. We go from the very scientific, calculated, very deliberate – uh, angles and ends to something that's much more free flowing, much more natural. And I'm bringing you with me to yeah. the seas with Nemo hey. and friends, right? Hey. This is another sign that really helps draw you in. And what I like about this one is it is a multi sensory experience. It is not just what you see, right? What I like about this too is again, you've got that very familiar Finding Nemo movie font and imagery and iconography and colors, but you also have these beautiful natural elements, right? You've got the rock work, the water. I'm a sucker for water. I love the water. I love the sound and the visuals of the waves crashing. It also has audio animatronics built into the sign, right? You've got the the seagulls. You've got the audio of the mind, mind, mind. It is a true multi-sensory experience. It is a sign that is a photo opportunity, right, Mm -hmm. because of that. So, it has a lot going for into it, it from the, the technology to the natural to the iconography. Really, really like Seas with Nemo and Friends.
2: I love it. it. This is it's one of those places too, and I think uh, Philhar Magic's my other favorite one, not sign wise, but totally or somewhat unrelated to this. The mind, mind, mind. It's one of so those places where. Disney somehow compelled everyone who passes by to open their mouth and speak. As as you walk by the attraction, it's it's not just the seagull saying it, but it seems like everybody stops in front of it and for some reason feels they have to go my my my," which is um funny. And in Philhar Magic everybody has to say that's Tinkerbell when Tinkerbell goes on the screen. Because <laughs> we don't know who that is, apparently. <laughs> so speaking of photo ops though, one of my favorite things, uh uh, photo Ops and Epcot is actually right there. And if you're patient enough, it's not just the sign itself, but if you position yourself just right and you wait, you catch the uh, Seas with Nemo and Friends sign, Spaceship Earth in the background, and the monorail gliding right through.
1: And you if and if catch- the planets align correctly, you also get it with a, cr- uh, a crash and a spray of water.
2: Crash and a spray of water, yes. So, ah, beautiful time. All right, for my last one, I'm, th- for, this is... This actually, I think, is more of a go with me here than my last one was as I think about it. <laughs> can,
1: you, can you stretch it any farther? This is going I to be the I test. I don't
2: think this is a stretch. It, it depends on uh, my loose definition of signage. <laughs> um, and I am staying in Epcot. I kind of thought you might be going this way, but I'm not even getting too far in the park yet. I'm stopping right under the golf ball and talking about Spaceship Earth. And where I'm stretching this... And, and I, I say this because this is one of my favorite places to be, and this the imagery I'm about to talk about just screams Epcot and Disney to me, and makes me weep. I'm not talking about the sign itself so much for Spaceship Earth, which is nice, but it's it's um, compared to other signs you might find around. Walt Disney World, it's, probably, it's not the most grandest or spectacular sign you might see. But where I'm stretching this to is as you enter the building proper is the mural that's sitting outside. Now, I can count that as a sign, right? In my uh, loose definition? The, judge,
1: the judges are still deliberating no, on, on this one. one. Keep, keep going. Keep burying, keep burying yourself.
2: Alright, I'm going to keep burying myself because that, that mural is... Uh, at first, uh, as everyone knows, it's absolutely spectacular. It's one of of art. I think it, it it truly evokes the feeling of spaceship, Earth, future world, and Epcot as a whole. And if, it's a shame that um, you're walking into the building at the time. Um, if, if there's nobody there and you can afford to spend a few seconds to stop and look at it, that would be great. But usually you're walking past it and don't have time to really appreciate the detail, which is... Great time to take a picture and examine it later. But if, if uh, you know you looked at the mural, you'd see it's uh, how intricately detailed it is, and how much is crammed in there, and how much of the experience you're about to undertake in Spaceship Earth is portrayed in this in this painting. And it's it's like a lot of the other traction signs you said. It's um, it's kind of like a, a preview to what's coming up and sets the stage for things you're going to see. You have uh, the the cavemen drawing on the um, the cave walls. With the Egyptians, uh, you have the Phoenicians who invented. Did they the invent blue? They did not invent the alphabet, but no, they invented purple. I just <laughs> found that out. The Phoenicians what? invented purple. <laughs> they invented purple because they they trade. This is totally off off the wall here. They, I found out they traded violet purple dye with the Greeks, and they were the only ones who had it. And the word Phoenician actually comes from a Greek word that meant
1: purple. Really? I think really? It is, you're just making this up. This is no, just nonsense. I'm not
2: making it up. You know, did Jane, Dame Judy Dench told me?
1: <laughs> she also and told they, you to thank them for. And they did, uh, whatever. That, by the way. Whatever.
2: But in any event, I guess if it's not the sign proper for Spaceship Earth, but I think just like the sign for Haunted well, Mansion sign for Pirates of the Caribbean and some of the other ones we talked about, this image in the entrance, as you go in, uh, just captures the, the feeling and the uh, uh, experience that you that you experience in the iconic snowball golf ball snow globe that is the centerpiece. Of yeah,
1: that. everybody's really happy that you're calling it the golf ball. Um, so it's interesting that three of your five attraction signs were. Pretty much stretches. She um, did you not have enough to choose from. Were there not enough attraction signs to choose
2: from? <laughs> well, that's what I ran into. They're all so cool. Well, you I mean, know, the
1: deeper stuff- we dig into the mind of Tim Foster, you the the
2: still have to do your last. The one. scary, a big, huge one. Neither one of us had talked about, and I didn't purposely talk about because I'm wondering if you're going to. There, but- there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of huge ones. Um, of I, and f- I do have do I, I do have. I'll knock one off. I, I have two that I'll mention as an honorable well, mention.
2: Well, i done. So you've got, well, well I'll don't, be in my Don't, arm.
1: just relax. This is not going to be a long honorable But I. But here's my last one. And yeah. I'm bringing it around. I'm circling the wagons back to the Magic Kingdom, bringing it full circle, going back to classic opening day Walt Disney World attraction sign. Iconic, memorable, fun, beautiful, dimensional, and... It's not I, – I like – I'll stretch it like you because I think the sign is – it's sort of – where the sign is placed and the facade upon which it's placed is very important in terms of storytelling. And my final official sign is for the Country Bear Jamboree. Whoa. Yes. Yes.
2: Whoa. You right. knocked me off my chair with that.
1: Listen, it's really? – uh, it's a country bear jamboree. Why, right?
2: You said I stretch. Right, this ahead. is
1: not a well. Listen, this is not a stretch. You you look at the I sign, go- first thing that your eye goes to, you have the three singing bears, right? You've got Big Al there. Instantly, yeah. it's a, everybody knows Big Al, right? Disney fans, we know Big Al. It catches your eye. I think the sign is uh I, I think I love like the Maloon the, the Maloon, the maroon lettering of the sign. It very much is evocative of that time and place in Frontierland. But what it does is, it is framed by the facade of the um, uh, of this trapper's cabin, right? You see Ursus J. Bear there. You see it, that it's Grizzly Hall, the year eighteen ninety eight. It sets the story in in terms of where it's located in Frontierland, sort of the this meeting place of of the people from the east moving west and those people from the west moving east. They meet here in eighteen ninety eight at Grizzly Hall. If you look closely, and you should. Look much more closely on that second level of the facade. You see not just the, the deer antlers, but ironically enough, you see bear pelts hanging in, <gasps> a, in a, you That's know, terrible. outside the hall of the grizzly bears. Um, I, I think it is, you know, it's one of those signs that is perfectly well themed. It's, it's, uh, it's ideal for the location. It sets a time and place. So Country Bear Jamboree. Wow. Old school, baby, going old school. Wow,
2: you get a wow for that one.
1: See, you want to wow them. You gotta, you gotta listen. You gotta That's, go a little, a little wow in there. That is amazing. The, you know, I'm gonna, the, the
2: one I'm going I was thinking of. It might have been disqualified by <laughs> our definition of what we were doing here, because one thing I, um, as I was going through signs, I liked. I, I know we call this top ten attraction signs. Yes, and as we know. There are many other signs that aren't on attractions, whether they be on restaurants, resorts, and other places to go in Walt Disney World, which is a shame. And maybe that's another if, one. Listen, if the
1: people speak and they like this segment, we can do it again for other attractions. We can do it for uh, other signs around the park.
2: People are going to – we'll never touch this. again. <laughs> yeah, the other thing I thought of uh, – uh, but, yeah, it's not – maybe not an attraction sign but would you put the the uh, welcome to Walt Disney World archway in this mix i would not
1: that, i would see, not that's why and right. that's
2: why i didn't put it on this. right it, it and you I know said, what would Lou
1: do right it <laughs> yep. what would Lou do i i i because it's it, it's so, the marquee right it, it it's the um but I would not put it because it's not an attraction. I try. I did try and really limit this to attraction signs.
2: But, hey, Splash Mountain, I throw it out
1: there. The Splash Mountain should, should definitely be on there. It was on and off the list multiple times. As, as was, was, as was, uh, both Dumbo and the Barnstormer in Storybook Circus.
2: Interesting.
1: I love the circus feel. They're so well-themed. They're lit. I love the fact that the Barnstormer side, uh, the Barnstormer signs, plural, right? There's the sign... As you enter the queue, which if you turn around and look back, it looks as though they used wood from the old Goofy's Barnstormer attraction, which I love. Here's your next trivia question, Tim Foster. Yes, yes. On After. the Barnstormer, which I think you're actually brave enough and tall enough to ride. I've ridden twice in a row. A nice. Matter. You know that the uh, the Barnstormer crashes through what appears to be a billboard, right? Which yes, Which yes. I consider part of the signage. That sign has a tribute to two, count them, two. Extinct Walt Disney World attractions. What are they?
2: Um, that would be Horizons
1: Oy. and the CommuniCore Nerve Center. I don't. I'm not. I don't even know who you are anymore. You know what? I'm not going to give you the answer. I won't give 20, you the answer. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. The first person to email me the answer, the Barnstormer billboard, has a tribute to two extinct Walt Disney World attractions. What are they? Email me Lou at WWRadio.com. First one to email me gets a mystery ticket and a prize package, and I'm probably going to send him a Celebrations magazine, too, just (laughs) because why not? Well, wait. I'm going to look it up then so I can get my uh own. And the last one I want to put on there is an attraction sign that I think is beautiful but probably overlooked by 90% of the guests that go to the attraction. Hmm. Because this attraction does not need an attraction sign. And where it's located in between the uh, entrance, which is so beautiful and well-themed that you're you're looking around trying to take it all in. And the fast pass, where everybody's running to, to try and get their fast pass so quickly, you almost sort of run past this sign to get to the attraction or get to the shop or just take in the, the area. And it's Expedition Everest. Oh. The giant rock. Again, you talk about, you know, typeface. I love the Expedition Everest font. The prayer flags, the rock is sort of um it, it looks as though people had, you know, sort of taken that that red paint to to ward off the Yeti. There's the warning signs and the bills stuck on there too. It looks like it's something you would see if you traveled to Nepal. Not that I ever have, but we know Disney has. That looks like it's something that it would be authentic to that region, just like the entire facade and queue is. And when I said it's an attraction sign that they don't need because the mountain itself. The audio, the audio screams of the people going down that, that hill, that is what draws people over to that side of the park. You don't even need the, the, the sign there itself to know where you're going.
2: Or sends them running to the safety of the Maharaja Jungle Trail.
1: If you would be Tim Foster, in,
2: it, in my sense, which also has beautiful signage, as does Cali River Rapids. And,
1: and there's it, a lot of signage throughout Animal Kingdom that is not specific to an attraction that I had to leave off, unfortunately, yes. but is very beautiful, right? Very, very well themed as well, too. So maybe we'll and, maybe we'll will... shop
2: uh, many shops. Because I had a shop sign on my list as a just in case. But
1: I did too. I, I had Magic Kingdom. I had Magic Kingdom shops uh, on my list that I had to take off. But we'll hold them back. All right. But I think the important thing to take away from this, other than the the use of the – Tim's liberal use of the definition of an attraction sign (laughs) is –
2: I want to vote on who stretched it the most. Don't – I guess
1: I – My sage advice is don't rush into the attraction. It's okay to rush to it, but don't rush into it, right? There's a lot to take in outside, even something that seems as simple and innocuous – but often very beautiful like an attraction sign, right? Look at the details in the exterior and look at the details in the signs themselves. Appreciate the beauty and the detail and the color and the story of these many times, like I said earlier, pieces of art. But more importantly, Tim Foster I yeah. want to hear from the people who are listening, what is their favorite Walt Disney World attraction signs? Which ones are they screaming in their cars, on the treadmills, in, in at, at their office cubicles, or in the bus on the way to school? What attraction sign are you going, my God, Lou and Tim, how have you not included blah? on? Email you, me. You rambled on for 20 minutes about the image
2: work sign. <laughs> Did you
1: mention this. Are you kidding me? So, what I want you to do is is a couple of things, right? However, you you like most. If you go to www.radio.com, click on this, click on the podcast, click on this week's show. That'll bring up the show notes. There, you can find not only links to places like Celebrations Magazine, but you can comment there, right? Share your thoughts about what your favorite attraction sign is. Commenting there not your thing? Fine. Come on over to Facebook. I post links over on Facebook. Comment there, share it there, or tweet me. I'm at Lou Mangiello. Say, Lou, you idiot. My favorite attraction sign is this in 140 characters or less. And then when you're done doing all that, I want only after you're done doing that, then I want you to go to CelebrationsPress.com, send Tim a virtual hug, subscribe or order back issues, or more importantly, Tim, get the digital version of Celebrations yeah. Magazine. More, dare I say? More beautiful than ever. Ah, thanks. It's even beautiful,
2: more beautiful digitally.
1: Oh, there you which, go. By the way, if like I you, had... like you, you're more you're, you're more beautiful digitally.
2: Thanks. By the way, which uh, I don't know if I've said, and I don't know if we've mentioned this or publicized it enough, we it's on uh, the iPhone and iPad, of course. It is also on the Kindle for you Kindle folks out there. Wow. We just we just got it on the Kindle, so. Is the Palm?
1: Um, what about Palm Pilot? Get, get, palm Pilot get coming? The word out well? there.
2: Uh, no, it's not there. It's not on the BlackBerry. It's not on your uh, Apple Newton. <laughs> your Apple, Apple Newton.
1: Apple not, Newton. <laughs>
2: no. um, but around like, right the corner. But but Kindle is available.
1: I'm so. waiting for it on my Motorola StarTac and my
2: uh, my TRS
1: eighty. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and they should also go to GuideToTheMagic dot too and check out all the beautiful magic that Tim has going on there. Yeah. And come back to the show again, too. Tim, we've got many, many more top 10s and then some coming up in the future. So uh, I, I look forward again, my friend, to uh, to sharing top 10s. More importantly, to sharing some of your very interesting takes on Disney next time you're down at Walt Disney World.
2: All right, signing off. Oh, uh, <laughs> that, that was That was worse <laughs> than mine. <the> <laughs> I, I apologize to everyone for that.
1: It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or trivia, see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, maybe even in what you hear, and you can enter to win a Disney Prize Package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I took the concept of seeing how well you listen in the parks even further. The week before, I played an individual song, asked you to identify where in the world you may have heard that. But last week, we did something a little bit different. Because one of the parts of the show that I really enjoy putting together most is the beginning. Collecting and getting creative, and then mixing together all the different audio clips at the top of the show. So your challenge last week was to simply identify each of the clips I played at the top of the show in order for your chance to win. Here they are once again
2: welcome to the international space training center you're here today to train for the greatest adventure in the history of mankind the exploration of deep space hey maestro what's with that music
0: Na, na 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 Hello! Hi there! Welcome to my park. How you doing? Okay, the director's ready. Talent's ready. Cue the
1: opening. And again, thanks to the hundreds of you that answered all these correctly, they were, in order, the introduction to Mission Space with your Capcom, Gary Sinise. Second was the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Third is from Festival of the Lion King at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Fourth is from the pre-show of Muppet Vision 3D. And the fifth, this was a tricky one, this is from Sounds Dangerous, which as you know is closed over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So again, thank you, congratulations to everybody who entered. You were playing for all six of my audio walking tours of Walt Disney World, a WW Radio luggage tag and a button, and a prize package from Disney's Monstrous Summer. And last week's winner is Maria Ash. So Maria, congratulations Please send me your address, I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, I appreciate you entering, but don't worry, because here's your next opportunity to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, my favorite show, I think, in all of Walt Disney World is the American Adventure in World Showcase in Epcot. And in that show, there are only two U.S. presidents in audio-animatronic form that are depicted during their presidential term. Your challenge this week is simple. Just name one. Name one of the two US presidents represented in audio animatronic form depicted during their presidential term in the advent- the American Adventure. This time I'm going to give you 2 weeks to answer this one, so you have until Sunday. June second at 11:59 p.m. to send your answers in to contest at wdwradio.com. You're once again playing for all the audio tours, a luggage tag button, and a signed copy of my second edition of the Walt Disney World Trivia Book. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. In addition to the audio podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and or listen to directly from the website over at WDWRadio.com. be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live, where you can be part of the live video broadcast and interactive chat as we discuss this week's Walt Disney World news. While you're on the site, be sure and check out our multiple daily blog posts of a lot of great guest contributors. We also have photo galleries, contests, our fun, family-friendly discussion forums, new videos, and lots more. Also, don't forget to sign up for our free email newsletter for exclusive content, contests, discounts, and more. Also, there you can download the free new WW Radio app for your iPhone, iPad, or Android device. In addition to being part of the community on WW Radio's forums, I'd love for you to connect with me over on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, Facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. You can subscribe to my profile there or like the page over at Facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Also, if you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me at Lou at WDW Radio.com or call the voicemail. Be heard on the air. 407-900-9391 407-900-9391 that's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment even just a hello for the parks, anything at all and as much as I love connecting with you guys virtually nothing beats a handshake and a hug that's why I have a number of events scheduled including our meets of the month in Walt Disney World every month in the parks or around the resort we have meetups, I want to thank everybody who came out to Disney's Hollywood Studios last weekend to kick off Star Wars Weekends The next meet is actually not going to be at Walt Disney World, but we're taking the show literally on the road as I'm heading up to Toronto to speak at TBEX, which is the travel bloggers exchange. And we're going to have a meetup, our first sort of international on-the-road meetup in Toronto on Saturday, June 1st. It's going to be at 4.30 p.m. at the Hoops Bar and Grill. I have details about the location on the events page over at WDWRadio.com. You can also RSVP and leave comments on the Facebook events page as well, too. The WDW Radio Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World is likely going to be on Saturday, June 15th. Stay tuned for details on location to be announced soon. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel, who's my official recommended travel provider because it's who I've used for years. Becky Mencken and her team of agents give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no additional cost to you, whether you're coming out to Walt Disney World Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, her and her team of agents give you incredible service and make you feel like you're a part of the family. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com and if you want some Disney magic delivered right to your door or your digital device, again visit celebrationspress.com to subscribe and order back issues and as always my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word let others know about it Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment over on Facebook. Share links there as well too. And please come by, rate and review the show over on iTunes as well. Very, very helpful, very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, I want to give my sincerest thanks to each and every one of you for taking the time out of your busy week to tune in, watch, email, connect with me on the social networks, and for allowing me to do what I do and share my passion for Disney with you in so many different ways. I am incredibly grateful to all of you. And I want you to feel the same way about what you do each and every day. So never give up on something that you really want. It's difficult to wait, but it's much more difficult to regret. Thank you all again so very much. I hope you guys have a great week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hey, how's it going, Luke? My
0: name is Brian Wayney. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and I usually call you from Disneyland. I make it out there every year if I can, but finally made it back to Walt Disney World here in Florida, but after that, I just want to tell you, I'm sitting outside the rider stop, and I just had that character that you talked so much about, and man, that thing is awesome. I didn't think I'd eat the whole thing, but I ate the whole thing in about a couple of minutes, but I got to get another one, but anyway, I'm on my second day here. I got a few more days to go and See you soon. Hi there, Lou. This is Andrea lammers Cottage calling from up in southern Alberta in Lethbridge. I just got a chance to listen to your newscast from April 3rd. I know it's a bit back, but you were talking about Victoria and Albert and the awards that it just received and its recognition. And you just wanted us to <clears throat> call in and mention if we'd had any fantastic experiences with Victoria and Albert. Um, I'm lucky enough to have been there twice. Um, My two last visits, I went with my best friend back in 2010 in August, um, a couple months before I got married, and then I went with my mom back in 2011. We went together just as a mother-daughter dinner, and I have to say, um, the thing that we really all loved, both of those different occasions, was that we weren't the traditional couple, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend that were there, but they still treated us just as wonderful as they would have if we were an older couple together on a date. Um, It was great. The food was fantastic. It's the best meal I've ever had in my life. And I mean, I wish I had the money and the time to always go to it every time that we went back to Disney, but it'll be something that hopefully sometime down the road my husband and I will be able to go to. Um, It's a great place to go for a special occasion. The food was outstanding. They accommodated any type of diet needs or food specifications that we needed to make sure were taken care of. So, it's just another one place that's just also fantastic. Um, every place at Disney World is fantastic, but that place is second to none. So, really enjoy your show. Um, thanks, and keep it up.
2: You've got a friend.